0: TheYeshiva.net. So we're holding Eisvav, chapter six in the Basilagani Tovshin Gimel Basilagani 1963. In this kuntras, it's page Yutches Seivav. He goes now down to the next level. a series of how things devolve Everything that was discussed till now, which is the descent, the transformation of Uyrein Saif into reality, into reality that was called Lamata, which means. Adam Kadman, Atzillus, Briya, Yitzirah, Asiya, And then, even to the grass that we spoke about in the previous class yesterday. The physical, physical world, the very physical world. In other words, the lowest dimension of reality. When I say lowest, it means in the sense that its separateness seems intuitive. And the oneness is counterintuitive. But that's all levels that are either Kedusha holy or at least they, they could be connected to holiness. At least there's a neutrality there. The physical world is not, you know, we don't call it evil and it's not bad, on the contrary. It's the tool for living, it's the, it's the place where our souls and bodies function. We can't live without food, you can't live without fruits, without vegetables, without money, without your body and without everything that we enjoy and use in this world from the oxygen to the plants, from the animals to uh, sunlight. So either we're talking about Kadusha Mamish, or at least it's connected to the world of holiness. So that's not, <laughs> that's still not the Lamata Adin Tachlis. That's, that's what he says, it's not the lowest, you read it's not the lowest form of descent. And to qualify, the descent is very profound, because already... <coughs> already leaving the world of Tzimtzum is already called Lamata, already post-Tzimtzum. But you can't compare to er without Kalim, to er with Kalim, but it's still all Achdos, to the Ur where there's Pirud, until Mamash the physical world. So yes, a Yeride it is, a big descent it is, but he says, Ein Mamash. Here comes the next piece in the Maimon, the Basilagani of the Rebbe Rayat and Yud Gimol, She the yes. There is yet a deeper descent in Euren Saif. The Euren Saif goes through so many Tzim Tzum, Tzim Tzum means filters that contract, right? The word simtsum means to contract, to shrink, or to dilute, or to cover up, to eclipse. So many halemus. Halemus means concealment. Hasstatum means blockages. And you see it's three different words. Tzimtzumim, halemus, and hastatum. It's three completely different conditions. Simtsumim, the light is coming through. It's just very limited. It's filtered. You understand? It's 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 like like a teacher is presenting a, a very deep idea, but it has to be with tzimtzum. You have to have the right words. You can't say extra things. You need metaphors. You're giving the message, but the message is coming through. It's like the light of the sun, right? That comes through the window. The light of the sun is coming through. Yes, it's not coming through with the entire intensity of the sun, Baruch Hashem, because we would all become French or American toast for breakfast. But the light is coming through. We know we can appreciate it and enjoy. That's tzimtzum. Halem already means that it's concealed. That's already a different level. That's already another layer. It's concealed. Hester means there's a blockage. <laughs> that's where that's where the action happens. There's a blockage, which means it's not just that the light is concealed. It has to be concealed. But there's a whole substitute that is created, we'll see what that means, a whole blockage system that's created where you can't even have access to the original because it's it's blocked by all forms of blockages. There's like bodyguards and and, <laughs> and walls and protectors. It's not just the light is concealed in order you should be able to absorb it, but there's a whole other element coming in. So the ayurin tsev goes through the tzimtzumim and halemus and estatum. To the point that there's now a reality that's possible that's not that it's Kedusha, not it's even connected to Kedusha. Its very identity is the very antithesis, means the opposite, the antithesis, and not partially, but completely of Elokos. Sometimes you have something that opposes you, but that's not completely you say it's its whole identity is completely opposite. There can be complete forgetfulness. Lagamri means complete, right? Gamur. Complete forgetfulness of the source, of the oneness of our Can we call and And certainly the way this descent comes into what we call klipa. Klipa means a shell. And sitrach, which means the other side. It's called the other side, because it's, it's on the other side. Sitra means side, akhira means other. It's an expression of Yecheskel, the of about Parai. Parai, the king of Egypt, would say, the river is mine, the Nile, Delta, the river is mine, and I made myself. I made the river, of course, too, but I also made myself. Like used to say about somebody, he's a self made man and he worships his creator. That was Pare. Leidi, the river is mine. Vaniyah And the river was very important because we have to understand that the whole economy of Egypt is all the credit of the Nile Delta, one of the longest, second to the longest river in the world, around 4,000, 5,000 miles. It's like the distance from here to Warsaw, the Nile, goes through 11 countries, the Nilus. And it was unbelievable. In the ancient world, what the Nilus was is it gave, the, it, it, naturally, it flooded every year. In the, in the summer, it flooded. It came over. They built a dam later. Recently, they built last century, 1800s or nineteen hundred. they built a dam. But the Nilus would always be Eula. Rashi brings it. The Nilus is Eula, and it would flood everything. So the, the soil of Egypt was unbelievably saturated. With, uh, with the nutrients and the water that needed for tremendous growth and prosperity in the ancient world. Besides it having such a marine life, such a water life, uh, the famous uh, Egyptian crocodiles and alligators, it's called the Tanin Hagodal, the great crocodile Haroivits Betoychi Airev. So the river of Nilus was like, uh, you know, if you, uh, you know what I mean, if you own today Facebook and, 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 and Instagram and Google, and Waze and YouTube and Amazon. So that was like the you owning the Nilus. You know, it's like you own half of the buildings in Manhattan. So in part of, you said Leo Iri vania So that's a complete that's the ego in the opposite extreme. The question is, do you say this is soif That's the question. See here it's already going to another you're not talking about a blade of grass. Yes, where a scientist could look at a blade of grass and not see the full truth, you could study the nervous system and not see the full truth. You could study DNA, the genome, the cell, and not see the full truth. Here, it's going the yiddish so deep that the blockages are so profound that you have a padre personality who says liyoydi She says, "Oh, hey, pcheim is mamish." It's not just not the truth; it's the opposite of truth. Sometimes, yeah, there's an expression in Yiddish, yeah. You're not allowed to say a lie. It doesn't mean you always have to say to everybody the full truth, right? If you're eating in somebody's house, I remember my son once ate in somebody's house in Brooklyn, and he came home and I asked him how it was. He says, he has to throw. It was nauseating. So I said, what did you tell the woman, Bila? He said, I told her the food was unbelievable. I said, what did you mean? He said, it's hard to believe that somebody should make... Should make such food. <laughs> he was like ten years old. <laughs> he said, I told her the food was unbelievable. <laughs> it was very optimistic. <laughs> he said it's hard to believe. <laughs> they say in the literature Yeshiva, is a story that the, the Brisk or the Brisker Rav, once said about somebody that he sits, <clears throat> he sits, and he sits eighteen hours and learns, and he has tremendous ayata the Said, but the guy doesn't know anything yeah he says to sit 18 hours and not know anything you need a special the deshmaya but, <laughs> but in any case so you have something you have sometimes so somebody doesn't say the truth not saying the truth could get you to a lie but it's not a lie not saying the truth it's like a helem it's a concealment that's like a Hester it's, it's, it's you're deceiving you understand the difference there's a concealment you're not saying the full truth you can't always say the full truth you don't always you have to know in situations you're going to hurt somebody's feelings and it's not productive you don't you're not allowed to lie but you don't always have to say everything right? you don't have to you have to know vu, vos, ven, etc. hey is mamash that's different that's I'm, I'm telling you what's not true I'm, I'm lying to you that's the difference of Helam and hester <laughs> and then the Helam is I concealed it okay you don't have access to all the information a Hester is, no, I, I replace it with something. I create a blockage. I manipulate the information. That's a whole different in you. The what was the truth? The Yaakov is It says in Barashas Vayigash, when Yaakov came down to Egypt, Yosef brought him to the king, to pare, and Yaakov blessed him. So the Medrash Tanchum and Rashi quotes it. They ask, Bameh what did he bless him? It says Yaakov blessed him. And the answer is, it's quoted in Ashri, Berkhai Shayallah Nilis Lakrasa. It was a bracha that when Pare came to the Nilais, the water ascended in his honor. This was Yaakov's blessing. So Yaakov tuned in to a, and accessed a flow of divine goodness to come to Pare. He so Padi who's the king of Mitzrayim, but look how we titres here Melech Mitzrayim. Melech Hamitzrayim Megvulim. He's the king, he's the king of restrictions and boundaries and limits and constraints. That's, that's Melech Mitzrayim. He's the king of Mitzrayim Megvulim. He's the king of blockages. It's an expression. He doesn't, that's not Melech. Melech HaMitzorim. the word Mitzrayim comes the word Mitzrayim. Metser is when something is in a very narrow space. The word sar is distressed, narrow, eng. Gvulim means when it's within limits. So Mitzrayim represents a situation where somebody is constrained, like when somebody is incarcerated. You're stuck in a closet. You're stuck, you're locked up in a place. There's no freedom of expression. There's a sense of inhibitedness. Pari is the king of that. So what happens so this Pari, who was blessed by Yaakov that the Nilus should ascend, he He becomes ungrateful. He comes and says, "The river is mine." So here you see what Pari does. The whole reason he could say the river is mine is because of Yaakov Avinu. <laughs> it's because Yaakov Avinu's bracha. That's why he could say liyadi. It's not for Yaakov Avinu's blessing. He would never be able to say, Liyai Rivaniyasa city. He would just be a regular guy coming to a river, you know, and uh, going swimming or uh, playing frisbee. Because Yaakov blessed him. So every time he came to the Nilas, the Niles, he said, Oh, it's mine. <laughs> I'm the father, I'm the God. Paddy declared himself, they called a demigod. He was like a deity. It says he would go to the bathroom early in the morning, he would go to the Nilas. <laughs> This is the concept of k'vaytover. K'vaytover doesn't mean k'vaytover means not just I, don't, I didn't say thank you. You take the very the very person that is responsible for your very success. You use your success to declare a war against that very awareness that Yaakov was trying to bring. He knew that the bracha came from Yaakov. That's that's that, that that's the level of of, of the lie. Sometimes you ignore something. You're not grateful. You don't say thank you. Here, you understand the very the very energy that was given to him as a gift. That is what he used to declare that he's he's the God. That's a different level of k'fuytayv. The person chose to. Yeah. Some people choose, and some people uh, just do it. We'll soon see why. Yeah. So that's, that's that's he says, that's the next level of Uridah. The question is, is this also aurel in Shaif? Or at some point, does God say, ad kam. I can't say, briye, yitzida, see gashmi. What about this? Oh. So the fact that he can't exist without it, I understand. The is: is this called, Hashem could create a reality, or is this reality a gili of Erein Seif? You understand the difference? God can create whatever he wants. He can create evil, I get it. He can create Amashugana a party, he can create a grateful party and let him live. The is if this is a gili of Erein Seif. <laughs> That's already a big question. In other words, deep, deep, deep down, at the surface, he's a kfuy Deep, deep, deep down, what is it? Is it redeemable? If it's in Saif, it's redeemable. If it's unburdened of its facade, you'll see that it's infinite light. Or not. Or do we stop at some point? And we say, you're out of the pale. <laughs> you don't say, That's the shaila. Because you're, you're talking about this concept of Liyoiri Vaniyasasini. It's very. Uh, and you see the ungratefulness of Parit. He calls him a He called himself a god, but he was really the king of restrictions. <laughs> he was trying to be a god, and in being a god, he became the king of inhibitedness. You understand? Huh? Yeah. He wanted to be in control of everything, so he was controlled by his control. Right to the point, he didn't even have. At some point, he didn't have free choice. The, 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 right, the joke of the situation is this: God couldn't have free choice to decide things. It's like an addict. Yeah, similar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the nilus would come up to him. It's an interesting thing. You see the difference of Moshe and it Says that Moshe didn't strike the nilus to turn it into blood because he was thankful to the river. Why? Because it protected him in the basket for a few hours. That's what saved him in the basket on the nilos, So he didn't he didn't strike it. Also for kinim for lice, he didn't want to strike the earth because he buried the Egyptian in the sand and it protected him whatever for a few days, for one day till Pyro found out. So he was he was sensitive. Also, have the ability to give that because the the waters would rise up. Perhaps, yeah, could be. So so, so, Moshe wouldn't strike the nilus, why? Because it protected him for a few hours. So now look at the difference. Moshe Rabbeinu was protected by the nilus for a few hours and therefore he had the sense of gratitude, even though it's water. (laughs) It's not a person, it's water, and he wouldn't strike it. Parai, the nilus went up to him every time he came there. So how did he show gratitude? Every morning he went to urinate over there. You understand the difference? It tells you exactly the profile of people. One person helps you for a few hours, so the rest of your life you remember it and you're sensitive. And the other one, oh, you come up to me. Okay. Ichel, however, you want to do the sentence, but I will unload everything on you. You get it? It's, it's, it's different. Right? right like there's, there's an expression, I think it's in Medras somewhere, you know, when, when, when you take a loan from somebody, give them little rocks. So when they start throwing rocks at you, there should be small ones, not big ones. It's, somebody gave, somebody gave, somebody helped them. So you use that very help. It's like if, if, if I'll give you a gift of money because I love you, and then you use that money to to take everything away. It's like a git getting, getting the mice over there. So you understand that's the Nakuda. It's it's not just you're you're not grateful. You, you you manipulate the very energy. But this is a muscle for everything that happens. So you take the very bracha of Yaakov and you use it against Yaakov, against the whole idea of Yaakov and against his children. The chiddush is that the energy of Eirin So flows even through Klippa, even through Sitracher. And when we say it flows, it doesn't mean it's two separate things. Shareva We say in the morning in Shachras. right? atu Hashem levadecha. It's a very powerful piece. When you daven in, in the morning, this piece, it's kadai to, to to close your eyes and meditate for a few moments, even though you're going to miss the rest of chakras. <laughs> it's still kadai. Atu <laughs> Hashem you're alone. What says you're alone? not that I don't know that there's a world. You give life to all. What does that really mean? It doesn't just mean that you're responsible for it. You created it. It means that right now, so here is the Kiddush. What Sitra Akhira is calling Sitra Akhira we're calling Erein Sof. <laughs> Va'ata mechaia is called. Mechaya doesn't mean you created it. Created it? I know you created it. God can create whatever he wants. Abracadabra can do. Can create clippers too. How? I don't know. I can't create not clippers. I don't know how to create clippers. That's not the word. Va'ata means mechaia is life, the life force, the consciousness. Right now you have a life force, you have a consciousness, you're, you're feeling things. Your brain is firing messages, right? Millions of messages a second. You have a life force, a physical life force, a biological life force, a spiritual life force. That's va'ata. That's va'ata. Now what's the consciousness of sitra Akhira? I'm God. Li yoiri. She's va'ata mechayas That's your chayas. But what he's saying, the whole, the whole chayas is that there's no God. The whole parah is that there's no God. That's also in Saif. Yes, it came through Tzimtzum, it came through Helam, and it came through Hester, Emma. <laughs> the Hest, it came through filters, it came through concealments, and not just it came through blockages. To the point that the Ain Saif is giving life to somebody who's screaming, I'm the only God that counts. Like Pari told Marshall, yadati Hashem. I don't know of anybody else. I'm, I'm the God. In other words, the Ain Saif is breathing and breathing a lie. (laughs) That's very opposite. That's the chiddush of the matah aden Yeah. It's almost like kidnapped. That's called kidnapped. That's where the king, we spoke about the king putting his life on the line. Right? Almost the ultimate vulnerability. I am in the place, and I stay there. (laughs) Because if he would go away, there would be no padeh. I remain in the place... That is completely opposite. Well, why? Because there is going to be redemption. <laughs> because I believe in the possibility of redemption of Diri <laughs> of Gulus. Of, of Gula. Ah, huh? yeah, Galus is before because there is Gula, like we spoke in, in on Shabbos the Gashir. It's not that Gula comes after Gullah Gullah comes after Gula. Because there's a vision of Geulah, therefore there's a galus to facilitate that. It's not once there's exile, there's going to be redemption. No, the whole reason there's exile is to facilitate redemption. If Padi would have been aware of it, in other words, he would have come to the Shia, and we would do a little therapy with him, he would be able to unburden his rebelliousness. And really see that what he's looking for is ain't safe. <laughs> who, 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 who did Pyre destroy at the end? Himself. He destroyed himself at the end. That, that's the story, that's the whole story of Parah. He's the ultimate king, he's the superpower, he's God, he wants to be God. He wants all everything and he ends up with nothing. He ends up in a big mikveh, that very nilus, that very nilus, in the yamsuf that's where he ends up. Okay, according to the medrash, he was saved and he ended up in other places, however you interpret it. But the point is, al-pipshat, right, he just ended up in the, in the very, in the very water that he worshipped. <laughs> he, he was the creator of it, you know. Why did Hashem make Nile rise up to him, and dece- actually deceiving him? Yeah. Well 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 in an in a good way that would be to empower Parai to be able to align him with Kedusha. Let's see further. Baat kolam Ksif. There's a story that Rebbe had a chassid. His name was Rebkusha Liepler, Rebukusia Liepler. And uh, he was once by the Balatanya in his room and he said Rebbe Hack me up the linker Rebbe. How do I say that in English? Hack me up. Chop off my left side. That's what he said, Rebbe. Hack me up the linker side. Take your axe and cut out the left side. Just chop it off. You know, amputate it. Let freedom ring. So the Alter Rebbe went into his binaus. He didn't. He went into a meditation like a. Uh, like a trance or his us for a few minutes, and then he, so to speak, came back. And uh, the Alter Rebbe used to speak with a nigan. There was a niggin he would speak in when he spoke, even a conversation. So this is what he said to him. He said in Yiddish. He said these words: Va'atam mechayes <laughs> kulam, mahaknish tarab zayit kulam. Zayem euch Hashem gives life to your left side. You also give life to your left side. We're not chopping it off. That's what he told them because <laughs> that That's what this Maim is saying. Why not? If you can am- I don't know how to amputate it, but if you can amputate it, it's the source of all infections. When do doctors, Khalila, amputate a part of the body? It's unsalvageable and it's infecting the rest of the body. Right? You want to die, you want to have the. It's, it's tragic. So he told Al Tereb, but the infection is too deep. It's contaminating my whole system. Get rid of it. He says, no. If we get rid of it, you know what we're getting rid of? We're getting rid of. Self. <laughs> if it's passed for the Ebershtetze, it's passed for the. But what does it mean, Zayem Mech means you have to unburden it of its facade because it's very thick. It's very, very dense. He's not saying it's not left. He's not saying it's not a Yetzihara. But what looks like a Yetzihara on one level, if it could be unburdened of itself, you'll see that it's really a Spashdas and Giliaven and yoded It says, Again, three words. Chayeh goes down. It becomes thick. It becomes materialized, concretized. And then it goes through the heavenly planets. It's all the Atamachaya. What's the final product? The final product is you have a paray. You have a horse. You have an ant. Yeah? You have a cat. You have a dog. That's not paray. That's part of God's beautiful physical world. The the horse doesn't say, On the contrary, the horse says, Come on, and I'll give you a ride. I'm your Merkava. That's a horse. Right? But Pahri doesn't say that. Furthermore, You can have something, that's antithetical to godliness. But it's because of ignorance. He doesn't know. He doesn't know, but there's something higher. It's Not an intention of rebelliousness. Yeah, I may spend my conscious my life is completely antithetical to any truth. But it's not coming from knowledge, so it's not that the person is ungrateful. They just don't know better. It's like a tinik it Now there's something even lower. You have the person who walks around saying, I'm the river. The river is my... He doesn't know. Fine. It's also not nice. But it's not... It's not a coffee tova so much. I know. Pare knew who gave him the bracha. He wasn't a shaita. He knew what happened before Yaakov came and when Yaakov came. He knew. He knows by Same philosophy, or the same party, Even if it's changed party was a. That's why the example that's brought is para It's not just clip. It's a lower level. He knew that it's coming from Yaakov's blessing. So what would, a, what would a person do that? You're grateful to Yaakov. You see that your whole power, your whole richness is due to Yaakov so it makes you more sensitive, more thankful, right? More indebted. It's not just he was arrogant on his own. He made the river his. So you take the very, very blessing that was given to you, and your soap, you you pervert it, you twist it so much that that becomes the source of your rebellion. You're using this very energy. Why is that such an important example? Because that's the story of Eirein Seif Lamata de So, it's not just that it goes down into very low spaces; it goes down into spaces where you take the Eirein Seif, the power of infinity, and you use it completely against Eirein Seif. So now you have completely two different perspectives. From the perspective of chitzoni is externally, you have a pare. You have the lowest level, labata de The chidush here is if you can really have the courage to to strip the layers and remove the facades and unburden it from its own warped belief systems you'll be begal of the truth, that it's va'ata mechayes kulam right now. Yeah, it's not just courage. You need tools, you need support, you need help. Yeah. So this is where the ultimate tikkun comes from. Right? There's two, there's two, it says in Tanya, in Perik Aleph, that there's two stages. There's something called Yitzis Mitzrayim, and then there's the Gulo, the ultimate Gulo. Yitzis Mitzrayim says they ran away. Kibaracham, this week's parsha. Kibaracham. It says in Novi, You're not going to run. Relax. What's the difference? The Rebbe says in Tanya that in Mitzrayim, when they left, they, they ran away from Pare. They ran away from Mitzrayim. You know why they had to run away? Because they left Pare, but Pare didn't leave them. They left Egypt, but Egypt didn't leave them. It was inside. That's so what he says in Tanya. So you have to run away from a part of yourself. By the gu'ul, it's going to be the complete ticker. You don't have to run away. Because it's not just you left pare, pare left you also. Well, because pare himself is, Mitzrayim is transformed. It's known as the two stages of eskafya and esapcha. Eskafya means you have a pare inside of you, screaming liya but you don't listen to it. You're aware of it, right? You're exposed to it. But you don't let it define your life. Is means you transform it. That's a much deeper stage. And that comes from the understanding of Aidin Saiflamata Adin Tachlis. That's why you see in healing methods, there's also different healing methods. For example, take OCD. I'm just giving you a, There's a way of dealing with it, it's not a simple issue. The way of dealing with what they call exposure therapy. You're exposed to it, right? And you have to replay the same scene. But the way you deal with it is, you know about it. But either you consciously choose not to be defined by it, to ignore it, to put it in its place. kivara khaam, but you're always running away from it. There's a much deeper level, it's hapcha, that's what we're talking here, saying can you unburden the very OCD feelings and then you'll see what's really the primuous of it. I'll just give you one example for this, because there's a different models today. One of the models that's very popular in recent years it comes from a guy Schwartz, Dick Schwartz, known as IFS, Internal Family Systems. It's just a very useful technique to be able to understand this concept. There's other models also, but it's a very powerful technique. In fact, when I when I heard him talk about it the first time, he didn't learn it from science; he learned it from experience. It's been a, a doctor and a therapist, a psychologist, a psychiatrist, for 40, 50 years. And from his, he didn't learn it, on, he learned it from his patients, which is a gewaldic union, because many healers, they put their patients into their boxes. I have a textbook, right? If you're not sick enough, I'll make you sick. But you're going to fit into my models of who you are. That's the very opposite of Emes. Of the re- opposite of Emes, is bittel. I'm not going to make you fit into my textbook. I'll rewrite my textbook based on you. You understand? It's a whole different in you. He had the humility of challenging himself and saying, let me hear what my patients say. So just very, very briefly, and it's really, a, it's a pella because the oisius that he started to use, a mamish oisius, that uh, lahavdil, the whole chassidus, is filled with those oisius. He said there's an essential self, an essential real self, that is that is as whole as it can be. It's compassionate. It's loving. It's curious. It's courageous. It's creative. It's confident. All C's, a bunch of C's. It's connected. You want me to do more C's? Cholesterol, kneidlach, kishke, kasha, kashavanishke, kreplach. Uh calories. That's the Jewish self. <laughs> but it's really, it's, it, it's, it, it's, a self, to put it in the oasis of Yiddish guide, in the Isis of Primus HaTayrah, it's a chelik, it's aurin seif. It's a, it's a tselem alikim, even by a non-Jew, it's it's an image of Hashem. By a Jew, you call it a chelik kamim mamash. This self is like a conductor conductor may have 600 musicians on stage and he conducts them and they all look at the conductor they trust the conductor and the conductor leads a symphony if you ever buy a by, a by a symphony it's very very impressive there's that man nobody sees him right his back faces the crowd he stands with a stick with a baton he doesn't say a word but he's sweating the whole time and at the end right he takes a bow but the whole symphony is connected to the conductor not because he represses them, Fakert. He brings out, right, the the, the violinist and the, the person playing the cello and the piano and the drummer and the guitar, every single and the fiddle and the harp. And everyone is part of the symphony. What happens if a middle? This is my martial, What happens? It's son What happens if a middle of the symphony? Yeah. The conductor Nabach. I don't know, he trips, and he falls, yeah. Or he falls asleep, or he loses it. What does everybody do? You have the leader here, right? And the poor leader doesn't know what hit him. He fell asleep, yeah. He's suffering from delusions. He just broke down in front of us. He became disintegrated. He fell off the stage. He hurt himself, and he had a heart attack. Whatever, he's gone. So now you have 600 people. And they need to survive. What do they do? They can't trust him. But there's a show to go on, yeah? We have to make our money. There's a lot of people there. 20,000 people. So now chaos ensues. So what's the metaphor here? As long as the self, the real self, is a conductor, it takes all the parts of the human personality, and they all are part of the symphony, because we have so many different parts. We have curious parts and creative parts. We have parts that detect danger. We have parts that are proactive. We have parts that are defensive. All the different kachos are nefesh. Chesed, Teferes, Chaydi, And everyone is part of a symphony. Sometimes you need Chesed. Sometimes you need Gvura. Sometimes there's danger, right? Sometimes you have to fight. And sometimes you have to run. And sometimes you have to be quiet. And sometimes you have to speak. But what happens, taking an extreme example of that self, That's not so extreme actually, it happens in so many lives, if that self has been wounded terribly. And because that self is so pure, because that self is so pure, right, whether it's shamed, ridiculed, criticized, molested, abused physically, emotionally, one event or many events, what now happens? So this is where something very serious happens. And that is, this self goes into gullus. He actually calls it exile. It's a fascinating thing. The Rebbe always says, Shama could be in Golos. It's an exile. What's first an exile? You hide it away. You close the door and you stay there. For one of two reasons. Either we can't trust you. Because there was a whole symphony. And what did you do? You were the one who allowed, right, terror to happen. I can't trust the self. Boom. Oh. Or maybe on the contrary, I have to protect the self. It won't be able to protect itself. So now all the different parts start playing roles as managers, as protectors. In this it's called klippus. They all now become cover-ups not to allow anybody or you to get back to the self. It's too dangerous. Because that self will never be able to protect you from danger. Look what happened when you were three years old. Your self didn't protect you. I'm going to protect you. So now this part maybe that was supposed to be there in order to detect threats now takes over the life. So I may be a very angry person or I may be a very anxious person or I may have terrible social anxiety. What's really happening? That very, very part that maybe loves people and loves to schmooze with people but it knows, it knows that the I is shameful. The I is unworthy. The I is, is, is a garnished. Right? So if I hang around with people and I shmooze, you may find out who I really am. I can't afford to do that. I have to stay in my bedroom. I could text on WhatsApp. I can't be with people. So I come into a wedding and suddenly the social anxiety. So what is it? So one person will tell you, ignore your social anxiety. What we're saying is no. Every single part assumed a clipper really in order to protect in its own warped way the Ainsaif, the Neshama. Now, this requires so much empathy. <laughs> you can't force your way through because those clippers are very strong. He calls them the self, and then you have managers. Protectors and firefighters. The managers, they manage your life and they know, it's like the got by the Rebbe's, you know? They don't let you in. That's managers. They're protectors. All they want to do is make sure you don't have access to the real self. Whatever they need. They become aggressive, they become depressed. The main thing is they'll avoid contact. Then you have a firefighter. What happens if somebody did trigger the self and there's danger? So the fire right, right away comes, right? Suddenly there's something else going on and it distracts you from the situation. Where does healing come from? You have to speak to all those parts and say, <laughs> Now, he, he took it to such an extreme, and the reason I appreciate, and you have to be very sensitive, is he says that over 40 years he has found and I, I'm saying this with sensitivity because it shouldn't be chas understood as more relativism, that people who did the worst things in life, you know what, pedophiles, right? on one hand it's evil of evil of evil, and it's true, they destroy themselves, they destroy other people, but really, really, and a person is responsible, if you're, you're responsible for but really what's happening, Really, really what's happening is that the parts are carrying the burden of trying to protect the self that is so wounded and in their distorted realities, this is the only way I'm going to be able to manage my life. I'm going to be able to survive. And it becomes very, very tragic to see to what extremes those parts can become burdened with a life that is completely destructive. But what's really, really at the premieres of it all, at the premieres of it all is, if this is all true, here you have a model of Eid Soif feeding the very, very behaviors that are completely at war with Ain Soif because it got so distorted and covered up. So it's actually expressed in these behaviors. So the tikkun is not to deny them. The tikkun is to unburden them and see how what you're really doing is, you're using the ain't safe. What, what, what's feeding you is almost a goodness. There's a goodness at your core. You're trying to protect the person, Unfortunately, unfortunately. You don't know who you are and you have to be able to tell all those parts, I'm not six years old, I'm not four years old. And you give them permission to unburden them from their klippa and be able to become a, a, a part of the symphony. Does any of this make sense, what I'm saying? It's very intense, it's, but you can only do it with a lot of compassion. Compassion to all the parts, compassion to the self. And you have to ask for, because they're so invested. Now, think about this. When you're feeling anger towards your spouse, you're feeling anger towards your children, right? You could say, I'm a horrible, angry person. You're feeling depression. You're feeling lazy. You're OCD. You're having social anxiety. And all these things, all these Geshmaka things that people are dealing with. I'm having addictions. This one is addicted. So we call it a Sahara. We call it a Sahara. And here he's saying, it's Oed Saif Lamata Adin Tachlos. What's that Oed Eint Not that it was created by Hashem. That this itself is an expression of Ain Soif in a perverted way. That's the Torah of Geula. This itself is Ain Soif in a perverted way. That's why it's so powerful. We think it's so powerful because we're messed up. No, it's so powerful because it's an expression of your infinite goodness. It doesn't mean it's not a horror It doesn't mean this is a good thing that you're doing. We're not saying that. He's not saying that padre was a Tzadik That's not what the maimer is saying. He is saying, mechaya This is the Ein Soif that's camouflaged in a lot of blockages. But every blockage is also Ein Soif. Somehow in the blackage's mind, this is what clip is, in the blackage's mind, this is how I'm going to protect my infinity. Why do you have to protect your infinity? Through such anxiety. Why do you have to protect your infinity through such aggression? Why do you have to protect your infinity through schizophrenia, bipolar, borderline personality? Why? That's how you have to protect your infinity? Why do you have to protect your infinity through so much loneliness? Why do you have to protect your infinity through so much aggression? That's a good question. So hold my hand, and instead of asking me what's wrong with me, ask me what happened to me. And let's go for a journey. And we'll uncover a lot of things, a lot of powerful things. And then... I don't have to convince my aggression or my depression or my social anxiety that it's bad and it should shut its mouth. It's more than happy to shed the layers and unburden itself. The greatest burden of clipper is clipper. The most miserable person, the most miserable reality is (laughs) clipper. You understand? You know why? Because it's not who it really is. It's so burdened. It's like I put a washing machine on you and you have to carry it for the rest of your life. But now you have to turn it into a philosophy. That's hard. Imagine, I give you a washing machine. Yeah. When you're three years old, I say, here, here's on this shoulder. I give you another washing machine on this shoulder. You now have to carry it for the rest of your life, but now you have to make sense out of it. You have to smile. You have to come to school every day with two washing machines. So what do you do? You turn it into a philosophy. I see some of you are smiling. You understand what I'm saying. And, and that's, what we, that's what we do. We have a whole philosophy about it. It's a punishment for a previous Gilgul. I'm going to get more Eden. I'm going to go to Elam I'm a little different. Uh, whatever it is. Of course I can't play by recess with other people. I don't want people to see two washing machines on me. Now it's time for a shidduch. So you have to go on with two washing machines. How do you do that? Huh? Very good. Very good. He said you find somebody with a dryer. The best story for this. The best story. It's Gavaldi Kamaise. I heard it once from a, a woman. She said, she heard it from her father. He was a Yiddishist. Mm -hmm. there was a guy he wanted a beautiful suit and he got the most expensive silk Italian fabric (laughs) it's a very very deep story and he went to the tailor and he gave him the suit and he measured it and he said I want our suit our zoinson, and our it should be the beauty of the century you came to the right person you came to the right person anyway he weaves the suit he designs a suit six weeks later the client comes back, the customer comes back to, to try it out. He, he puts on the suit. Never. Right. First of all, the pants came down till below his knee, right below his knee. So a suit. Going to wear wedding. So the, the, the tailor says, listen, it's true, there's a problem here, but I have an idea. We're going to pick up your right foot, which is anyway good for exercise, You'll pick up your right foot and the suit will fit perfectly. So he picks up his right foot and Baruch Hashem! It goes down! Psst. And he has an assistant there who helps him out. He goes, psst. You never saw such a beautiful, uh, beautiful suit. Then he takes a look and he sees, yeah, huh? He sees that on the soldier, on, on the shoulder, it's, psst, uh, it's very baggy, it's very big. He says, yeah, you have to pick up you have to pick up your shoulder. It's also very good for exercise, and that way, will work. Then he sees the problem uh-huh, that uh, that <laughs> the arm again it's too short. He says yeah, you have to you have to you have to bring in your hand, and then it'll be good. <laughs> so every limb, he makes him reconfigure it, and when he finishes, it's a beautiful suit. And the guy so desperately wanted the suit, he goes outside, right? I have to stand up. He goes outside, you know, and he's like this. <laughs> and he's walking with the new suit. Two Jews are looking. They say, Wow, interesting. Where did you get this suit? There's the tailor upstairs. And one guy says, What a tailor. What a tailor. He takes such a crippled man. And he designed such an elegant suit on such a crippled man. What a tailor. You understand? That's the whole nekuda. And that's what happens. All that I should be able to fit in to the suit. In order to fit into that suit, I'm going to make it work. I'll be emotionally crippled, physically crippled, spiritually crippled. But the suit, there comes a point in life where you say, you know what? Why did I ever have to fit into that suit? Maybe I need a different suit. The Hebrot Typhus. Now it's easy to talk about this. When it comes to experience, it's a whole different world. Somebody asked me yesterday after the Shias the main union of chesidus, understanding or experience? I told him experience. He was surprised. He said, most rabbis just talk. That's the problem. But talking, it's good to talk. It's good to talk about this. It gives a model, but it's nothing like experience. Am I so weak? In the experience it could be very challenging. Why? Because it's a very, very it's very deep. I can't do this myself. We need support of each other, because I'm already you know I'm already in the system. And it's scary, <laughs> because remember, those parts didn't develop when I was 90 years old. They sometimes developed when I was very, very young. But that's the concept of, well, that's what all clippists are. So here we have it, Pashat, in, in the words that even Para, in other words, your rebelliousness, you're taking, you're, you're not rebelling against Ein Sof. you're rebelling with Ein Saif. The Herst, you're not, there's no reason you're rebelling against Ein Sof. <laughs> the Ain Saif is rebelling against Ein Sof. How does that happen? The answer is that that's what symptom is, that's what clip is. It's 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 completely masked. But it's really goodness that has become perverted. Just like just like Parai. If there wouldn't be the bracha of Yaakov, he could never say Liyahiri. So his whole Ava was what? It was Yaakov's bracha. Unfortunately, it was used in the wrong way, it was seen in the wrong way. But what was it? So what, what's the tikkun of it? The tikkun of it is, you, you, want people to, you want people to worship you because the river is yours? How could you really say that? Because of Yaakov. So you're just a manifestation of Yaakov's bracha. Oh, really? Wow. So you mean I don't have to fight Yaakov? No, no, Yaakov is your best friend. He's the one, he's the one who blessed you. Oh, you mean myself is not so evil? Really? I thought I was the most despicable child in the world. I thought I was the most unworthy person in the world. I thought I was the most shameful existence. I thought I have to be hidden in a closet for eternity. I thought Yaakov was my biggest enemy. I thought, no, 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 everything came from Yaakov. Even your aliyah was from Yaakov. It's a very, very powerful process. It's a very healing process. But this can only be done with compassion. Because the whole nekudah here is that you're not destroying anything. You're opening it up. So the moment you come with a hammer, I'm going to teach you, you missed the boat. You understand? The moment you come here with force, you're missing the point. If you want to be Megala, the ain't Saif, so if you have to look at me, not scream at me. You have to even look at my clipper, not scream at my clipper. You have to say, v'ata kulam. I'm going to look for the va'ata. That's what I want. I want the va'ata. That's what Alter Rebbe told Reb Kushe Lepler. I'm not going to amputate your left side. Kulam. There's very precious stuff there. Let's speak in practical terms. Everything that you call your Yitzhahara, yeah, your laziness, your addictions, your shame, your guilt... Yeah, your resentment, even your jealousy, your jealousy, your hatred, your hatred, your loneliness, your isolation. You don't even want to live. (laughs) Can you bring in life into those places? Can you actually, with a lot of empathy and compassion, look at those places and say, what are you protecting? Tell me, what would happen to your life if you would go on vacation for a day? What would happen? What would happen if when your wife would say these words, you wouldn't respond this way? What would happen? And you know what he'll tell you? He'll tell you, I'm going to die. He'll tell you. They know, he knows everything. (laughs) I'm going to die. I'm going to die. Literally, I'm going to die. I won't be here to tell the story. Wow. And then you don't say, you're You say, wow, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So everything you're doing is yeah, to protect your wife from having a husband who's going to die. In other words, you really love her. <laughs> you don't want her to be an almana. Wow. Wow, you're brilliant. <laughs> and you know what? You have to even thank them for doing this service for so many years as a tinik This is not yoidea. Part of it is called Yoideya. If I did this when I was four years old, when I was raped or molested, this is not idea. <laughs> this is pre-verbal. So you have created, I've created such a, such a fortress with bodyguards, with managers, with protectors, with shaymrim, Right? Simply to be able to do God's will, to be able to live. (laughs) There's a mitzvah, you have to live, not die. Unfortunately, this was my suit. (laughs) And I had to fit into my suit rather than have the suit fit me. It's such a deep story because we always have to ask, am I living my life to fit the suit that somebody else wove? (laughs) And my whole life is to fit his suit, or maybe it's time to say the suit is gonna fit me. <laughs> I don't care if it's a cheap suit, I'm fine. I don't need an Italian suit. Switzerland is a good for me. If need be, it will be Muncie or Williamsburg is a good a suit. Well, it won't be an Italian suit. Huh? You think we could survive without Italian suits? Moshe had just bumped head. This is like he dealt with it. Yeah, Moshe Moshe didn't have Moshe was V'nach no ma Moshe was Bittle. That's I like call it self. Okay. Moshe was uh, Moshe was <laughs> You're typhus, you okay. understood. God tried with Parai. The Ten Makas, by the way, it's not so simple. Not so simple you say. People don't understand the Ten Makas. They think the Ten Makas was fire and brimstone. The Ten Makas were ten lectures that Moshe gave pare but he used visuals and props. You understand what I'm saying? The best shiurim are shiurim with visuals. you see that till after till the end Pari never got angry at the end right he tells Moshe you come once more I'm going to kill you after Chayshach, why didn't he say right away I'm going to kill you I don't understand guy comes destroys your whole country kill him but at the end he says I'm going to kill you I'm going to kill you Until then, Moshe never got angry. Why did he not get angry? I don't understand. He's not angry. Pari is not angry. Because really, the Ten Makas, it was like a conversation. But it was a conversation with props, very impressive props. Those are the best shiurim. The best shiurim are visuals. Moshe was teaching Pari about life, and Pari was arguing with them. And Moshe was just proving, look, I'm showing you how the world works. And Pari was saying, there's no proof. Finally, after Choshen, Moshe finished to then There was nine classes. He was done. So Paddy said, "You lost. You come back. I kill you. Now you're wasting my time." Now Moshe got angry. It was a very deep thing going on. If if it was just to get the Jews out of Egypt, so Hashem should have made one marker, give a frask, markers, pchodes, and take them out. What are you playing games? Nothing better to do. God hasn't been moved. Okay, now we're going to do a new fireworks show. It's like a color war. You want them out of Mitzrayim? Get them out of Mitzrayim. You don't want... what? You take away his p'chirah, you don't take away his khira. The Maka was really show, trying to teach Pare what happened to him. You know what the Murray Nayim says, Ibn Achim Chernobyl says in Parshat's Boy. He says that the Ramam asks a question, if you don't have p'chirah, how can you punish somebody? Why are you punishing Pare if you took away his choice, yeah? There's a, it's a big question. Murray says something Givaldik. Listen to this. He says, "That's what Marisha, That's what Hashem was telling Moshe." A lot of Jews wanted to stay in Egypt. There was a lot of good things going on in Egypt, right? So, Marisha, Hashem was explaining to Moshe, "Let me tell you what's happening in Mitzrayim. What does it mean to live in Mitzrayim? What it means to live in Mitzrayim is to live in Mitzrayim Megvulim. It means to live in a brain that doesn't have free choice. That was the definition of Mitzrayim. Definition of Mitzrayim is that you don't have choice." To leave Mitzrayim means that you could come to a place where you have choice. That is the condition of Pariah. Now let's understand what this means. Viktor Frankl said, between stimuli and reaction, there's an empty space. In that empty space, all human growth and freedom lives. You tell me a word. Your, Your teenage child tells you something. That's called stimuli, right? It goes in. You're like, "Ah!" right? But between the stimuli and your reaction, there's a little tiny empty space. (laughs) If that empty space can grow, that's where there's p'chira. If that empty space doesn't grow, there's no p'chira. Pare is the letters ha'irif, which means the nape. The nape, the nape. The back of the head. When I am in that space, in my amygdala, and my reptilian brain, I have no choice. I'm trying to survive. When you're in prefrontal lobes, there's executive functioning, you could think. So that's, that's the definition of The Definition of paray is, spiritually speaking, psychologically speaking, where I am trapped in the prison of my own psyche without the ability... To even know what's happening and then choose how to react, I'm completely in survival mode. Or to put it in the previous metaphor, right, I'm completely crippled based on an image of some suit that I have to wear. And I don't even know that there's another reaction because I don't even know what's happening to me. This is who I am. There's no conscious observer watching my emotions. Right, Your spouse says something, your employee says something, a friend says something, and you just go into a place, you, you, you run for two weeks, fight, or flight, or freeze, or fawn. There's no observer consciously who's watching what's happening. I'm just like a machine, I'm just a victim of it. Now I'm just caught up in this whole process, I don't even know why. And then I feel bad. Can you almost distance yourself from yourself? Right? Let your neshama watch what's happening, see it, and you're like, wow. <laughs> wow, 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 wow. And that's the beginning where you differentiate yourself from the parts, the ain't soif from the clipper. And then you can say, wow, look what happened here. But without that, my ain't soif is completely entangled, and in, in the, what's the word? Uh, convoluted, and manipulated, and exploited, and uh, it's a clipper that I don't even have access to, because I am that, that becomes who I am. You need, from outside. you need somebody from outside, and you have to become somebody from outside, in a good way, somebody from outside, somebody who can watch and say, wow, look what's happening inside of me. That's that's where this period is an eye that observes everything, including the fact that my eye is completely off balance, completely wacky, completely chaotic. I, I can watch that. I'm like, wow, 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 wow. Now that chaos is going to say, don't watch me, you're the one. <laughs> it wants to always slip in the core. It doesn't want you to stay from a distance, because if 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 you're the Meshuggah master, then that's it, the game is over. And you have to say, wow, wow, it really thinks I'm the Meshuggah." I don't think you are a Meshuggah. Wow. (laughs) You understand? But there's always going to be an eye watching that. That means there's a Nakuda that remains free. There's a Nakuda that remains free. If you can hold on to that Nakuda, then you could say, wow, what happened here? And from here, tikkun can begin. So that's the nekuda here, that the oren tsef lamata aden goes into a place where it's feeding that, which is declaring war against it, and that war itself, right? The oxygen for the war is coming from that which is being fought against. From that which is being fought. That's heavy. But that means you can heal it, because if you unburden it, you unburden the rebelliousness, there's no real bad parts. It becomes bad, but it's not a real bad part. We need healers, we need support. We need to support ourselves, and we need to support each other. We can't do it with judgmentalism and negativity, because then I become my parts become more protective. I'll shut down even more. Right, if you come to me and you say, "You see how dysfunctional you," are? then then what do I do? I'm like, "Oh, here, here's the the same threat just happened. What happened so many years ago?" I'm like, "Okay, you're not going into my life," and suddenly I feel angry at you. I feel distant. But that was very painful. So we have to understand that the only way to go through it is through compassion. Rachame, midas rachame. So Moshe and Parai actually had a language with each other. Because <laughs> Moshe was Hashem an neshama And Parai was all the way l'mata d'intachlis. So when Moshe spoke to Parai, it was very, very intense. Now the says, when Moshe spoke to Parai, it was atzilis speaking to Sholosh Lippus it, it was atzilis speaking to Sholosh The The lowest lo- clippers, lo- klippus. They're called the three unclean klippus. Yeah. So Kleeper is a protector. When you say there's a Fuma, that's a Yeah, yeah, really, but but in reality, the Clipper doesn't call itself a protector. <laughs> in a banana with a banana, the Kleeper calls itself a protector. I'm here to protect the banana. I'm not here to replace the banana. In me, the Kleeper doesn't say I'm here to protect the banana. The Klippus says, I'm not letting you get to the banana ever. And in order for you not to get to the banana, I will never say I'm a protector. I will say, I am the banana. There's no other banana, you shaita. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that itself is Gilu Ain Soif. And that's the Nekunda. It's a revelation of Ain Soif. It's the way the Ain is revealed in distortion because the Ein Soif went through Tzimtzum, Helem, and Hester, so it could now express itself. So the clip is very comfortable with Ein Soif, because the Ein Soif is now tailor-made to the suit. This is the Ein Soif, allows itself, so to speak, to get crippled, to go into disassociation, to go into trauma, in order to heal the world. Now think about the positive sense. When that happened, when you were three or four years old... This is already deeper than IFS. Because this is Chassidus. Yeah? Over there is just a clinical model which is important but here it's much deeper. It means the Odin Saif was there. So the self really never left. The self really never left. It's really, really never left. It's always, always present. It's always present. And it's not afraid of being in that space. Because Golos, right, comes after Geula. Which means, it's the last line of this (laughs) Shia, which means, my soul knows that ultimately part of my mission is to be able to elevate, to elevate and liberate that darkness, so therefore it went into the darkness. Just like here, it doesn't start with clip; it starts with ain Saif goes lamata in in order to achieve the the haisa. So think about it in terms of your soul. Your soul is aware of its power to be able to go inside the most detached places and ultimately it will prevail and bring it all back up. It's always day, it's very dangerous, vulnerable. But that's pshat, we believe in gu'ula, not because we believe there's going to be a gu'ula, because the gullus, yeah, comes after gu'ula. Gula doesn't come after gullus, Because there's a vision of gu'ula, we go into gullus in order to be able to facilitate gu'ula. So now you're thinking there's people that get so broken and they don't come out of it, right? They may even take their life. Now, you don't think I'm stupid enough to give you an answer to that question, right? The journeys of souls is more complicated than we understand, right? But there's no soul that doesn't have a on in one way, in another way. Okay, two things. First of all, tomorrow morning we're going to have a shiir. Wednesday morning, 7.45. Lean at because I want to finish the mime. <laughs> I thought we'll finish today, but uh, mm-hmm. you know my thoughts. And Be'ezu Hashem, tomorrow night Yutz is the yard set of the Rebbe Hayat. Today the Rebbe became Rebbe. We're going to have a Fabrengan in Pomona, in the shul at 7 Galileo. 7 Galileo. So a big shul over there in Pomona. Everybody is invited. That's tomorrow, Wednesday evening 7.30 p.m. Yutz Shvat. Everybody have a wonderful day, a beautiful day. There's a shir here for women in 20 minutes. And tomorrow morning we'll have a she'er. Please tell those who come 7:45 a.m. Blineder, Slacharaba. I'm saying once, once we are from the outside and we know everything that goes on, it's in the direction from there. You're right. You're right. Steifers given. Invest, steering stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Schwarzer, schwarzer. So ich schwapp the master. Was? Rachemeister. Ah, an eigen libschaft was, was macht der von england yeah, I was thinking, <laughs> <olmayan> if i was told from the age of 4 that this is the suit and if i put on another suit Everybody will look at me like I fell down from Mars. I won't survive another day. They'll throw me out. So this is the suit. <laughs> now you want me, you want me not to fit this suit, Sugar. You want me not to go like this? You want me to go like this? I have to be like this. The moment I go like this, I'm not accepted anymore. I'm a danger to society in my mind. It's a very heavy belief to live with. So if I could, with compassion, say, wow. <laughs> you feel it right away. It's, 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 so it's very liberating. It's but it's very scary because <laughs> this is my survival mechanism. It's, if I learn that this is the poison I have to eat every day, and if not, I'm dead. <laughs> now you want me not to do it. It's uh... but this is emotional. It's not a. It's, it's an emotional thing. You want me not to respond this way. Being told that the is here helps the situation. It's very scary. A person has to feel safe. The same lack of safety that I felt then that caused me to do this, I now have to feel safety to be able to undo it. If the safety is not on that level of unsafety, it's not going to be at Misaken. You understand what I'm saying? If somebody was if somebody was attacked by uh, by a terrorist, right? A child is trembling, and you take him to a safe place, right? If he doesn't feel that this is as safe as that was unsafe, you're not doing anything for him, and he's going to stay stuck in that place. He's not in a safe place. He's, he's in a place where there's a fire. So, so so 20 years later, he's still in an unsafe place. So what do you do in an unsafe place? You don't say a word. Right? Of course. I have to be a man. <laughs> I have two washing machines, but I'm a successful guy. So I build I build up, so I become a Leo, So now I own the Nile. I made myself, right? <laughs> Fine. I'm a successful man. <laughs> this class is brought to you by the yeshiva.net. Please help us continue the classes. Make even a small contribution at ww.theyeshiva.net slash donate.